You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. What up, what up, world? Welcome to episode six of the High Vibe Guys. You got your boy, Big Booze. You got the green-eyed, green god, green monster, green belt, dojo, shoes, green shoes, green leaves on the grapefruit juice, drinks green drinks, chlorophyll producing human beings. His blood is green. But you got your boy, Asa That is actually possible. That's a whole different ballgame. That's a whole different yeah, I was about to say, what a way to throw a curveball in. But you got your boy, Asa Bay. And then last but least, uh, well, actually, before that, we got Dave, the best engine in the world. <laughs> and now, last but least, <laughs> green chairs The Asa is vibing off of. Shout out to the people outside, to the windows. It's we, green grass outside. We got a lot of green. And we got a lot of things we want to acknowledge. But last but least, we got our boy, Akil, over in the corner. Did you say last... But least, yes. That's Damn. why I put Dave in front of you before I said that. <laughs> oh, because I didn't last want to at least last but right. least. Hey. Sweet, but not what's not in there. All right. Uh, so we're gonna kick this one off real fast. Asa Bay will be leaving us during this session, man. man. He uh, he has to make it to another meeting. This is weird. This is the Get first time dollars. it happens. Get, Get some, some dollars. And dollars are green. And dollars are green too. Actually, not nah. I'm smooth on the green dollars because I'm the singles, right? I was I, I was listening to some other day. This man said, "Uh, cash is trash. Like you don't want to hold. You don't want to have dollars. You want You only want to do what credit, digital credit. You know what I mean? Like you don't want cryptocurrency. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nah, Baba Kalinda was reaching. Did you guys see this story? Hacker just took a million dollars from two transactions of Ethereum, which is like oh, one step down from Bitcoin. So two transactions, million dollars, whoop gone. Wow, we need to get these but skills up, man. I swear, I should have went into computer. <laughs> anything, can, bro. Oh, anything. Oh yeah, bro. Bro, late. Uh, and this dude probably did it so anonymous. But probably. I would go after like the banks and the institutions. I mean, he, I'm sure the cryptocurrency, right? I'm so sure, I'm close sure enough. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure that's what they uh, targeting. Most of them hackers. They target like government infrastructures and shit like that. I mean, if they if they're good hackers. I, I, yeah, I had a hackers long... deserve props. I'm gonna appreciate hey, hackers man. right now. I was a uh, NPR had the, the, government. the greatest story where they talked about like one of the guys, like one of the kings of like creating hacking that I listened to a couple of months ago, and like uh, he ended up dead over the past few years. And like this really bizarre story where like they found like a card in his socks or something like yeah. like it was like it was like oh, a, it was Captain Crunch, <clears throat> Captain Crunch. Yep. Uh, so he was one of the godfathers of hacking. You know why they called him Captain Crunch? Why? So he's the guy that figured out. So back in the back in my day, <laughs> when payphones still existed, he's the guy that figured out that the whistle that they gave in boxes of Captain Crunch blew at the at exactly twenty six hundred megahertz frequency, which, by the way, is why the Hacker Magazine is called twenty six hundred. Hmm. But is also if you blew that whistle into a payphone, it reset it into free mode. Wow. And he's the guy that figured that out. Wow. See? Wow. Everybody Frequencies ha- and vibrations. R- for real. Swear, That's a for whole real. other story right there. I Akil, swear. you could spearhead that for sure, right? Oh, yeah. Of course. Captain Crunch. Yeah. But, and that, but not, we'll get to Captain Crunch another day. That is a dope story. <laughs> that though. is a crazy story. Um, all right. We do want to kick it off uh, with our news topic of the day. And the one we're talking about now is the... Um, the House of passing the bill to make lynchings. Let me get. Let me look up the details before I sound stupid. What it is is uh, four lawmakers voted against 
a House bill. Well, they also to make they, lynching well, a federal hate crime. Well, they they did they put they passed legislation though making lynching a federal hate crime before people didn't vote for it. Right. So it did. So, but the thing. So it's two things. One is 2020, and it was this thing called Jim Crow after the blacks were freed. 1865, we were free, right? And then they had this period called Jim Crow and Re- Reconstruction where basically these laws were put in place. 13th Amendment, baby. 13th Amendment, shout out to it. Um, where these laws were put in place to keep blacks from kind of like becoming competition in society. Um, blacks had, blacks were the people working in the stables, the craftsmen, the, they had all the traits. So once we were free, it was this fear, especially in the South, that like, yo, now that they're free, they're going to become like very successful and become competitive in society. On top of losing free labor. On top of losing free labor and free midwives and free other yeah. things. Like you can't probably list the amount of things that we served at that point in time, the blacks served. So they created, they had this area called Reconstruction and Jim Crow laws were put in place to kind of keep blacks from becoming as successful, kind of, um, kind of hold them back, so to speak. And with that, they also had you had the rise of the Klan who used lynching techniques to kind of scare blacks and to stand in this particular place inside of society. And so this has been going on for for So the 150 years plus these lynchings have been going on. And I think I know for for sure I can I can name people in my family who remember very. Uh, distinct stories of people being lynched in my family. You know, like we've had like that is a mm-hmm. real thing where. Um, we know of this to be fact and we have documentation, mm-hmm. but it's crazy that in 2020 in America, um, we are now addressing it. Also, just maybe, what about what, Dave? You don't work person in the room. Reparations. Where, where's that? <laughs> <laughs> Dave, you know, like, put it all on Dave. Person. Put it at Dave's feet. I mean, did I, for what is it? I, my family didn't even move here until 1903. I got nothing. <laughs> hey, oh, God. That's a that's great a grandmother year, boat Italy 1903. So they said my people that's... came over on Ellis Island. Yeah, boy. no, but that's one of the reasons oh, yeah. why I think it's such a complicated issue it because is, you do you is. have a lot of dude. Yeah, it's shitty and yeah, and you look at like historically, dude. The government made reparations to all the Japanese folks that we interned in they prison camps camp during shirt. World War II that everybody forgot happened. Oh, we yeah. gave them Israel too after after World War II. We created that. Yeah. It's like it's a form of reparations that like we, but not, and not, back to the lynches thing. I just wanted to, I had to uh, call out Dave because but yeah, somebody so here's, come and here's off my forty acres. Yeah, so here's here's <laughs> the stat. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so between eighteen seventy seven and nineteen fifty, the Equal Justice Initiative estimates that more than four thousand black people were lynched in a, in the dozen states. Now, keep in mind, keep these states in mind because wow. it plays into. The ones that said no. Uh, you have Alabama, Arkansas, Florida, Georgia, Kentucky, Louisiana, Mississippi, North Carolina, South Carolina, Tennessee, Texas, and Virginia. They said no? When he said, or when he read off Arkansas? No, when he read off all the names of those different states, all I heard was. <laughs> Damn, man. Really? There's a South. lot of dueling banjos going on in this. I swear, bro. And, and the fact Shit. that and I, I think the, the the like one, it's America, so we're a day late and dollar short type deal. So lynches aren't as frequent, but you know this should should have been a law. But then in addition to it, some senators actually chose to not vote for it. How fucking crazy is that? They cutting off a man's <clears throat> dick and shoving it in his mouth while they hang him from a tree, and you don't think that's a bad thing? You or how they would uh. 
hang women and cut their stomachs open if they were pregnant. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. a real thing. Yeah. And stomp the baby. That's that's like with the cowboy shoes. Yeah, stomp the like what? How what level of hate are you dealing with right now, bro? Yeah. So we, it's I, just fear, though. You know, fear. That's yeah, a, that's fear an issue in itself too. Our last yeah. episode was on mental health, and these motherfuckers had some mental health issues. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, on all types of levels. And uh, so yes, you had you had Ted Yoho of Florida on that list. The last dude, please, uh, please, Louis Gomert of Texas. Yeah, I know where you're going with this. Also on that list, uh, Thomas Massey of Kentucky. Listen to the last dude. Also on that list, you dummy. And Justin Amash. From right up the street. Of Michigan. You wow. jackass. You jackass. Wow. Now, and here's the interesting part about, about Justin is. That's that Pisces intuition. Justin had some, Justin had a little bit of cred. He actually left the Republican Party <laughs> to, to become be an independent, independent yeah. because he supported impeaching Trump. <laughs> but then goes and votes no. <laughs> uh, like, wait, what? He is all the way Money ass talk. backwards. Yeah, there's a money player. Yeah, right there. Somebody talked to him like, "Hey, man, we need at least four people to vote no." <laughs> wow, four is the door. Uh, another another thing, real quick, we'll just revisit this and then because we asked them getting out of here a little early, but coronavirus is still in the news. You said it was fear mongering last time. Mm-hmm. Um, now and, th- and this I'm time, I'm amazed we're still hearing about it now that the impeachment thing's over. Like I thought that was the whole look Elvis thing. I yeah. really, really did. I'm 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 not sure where it's gonna go, man. Like they like they keep saying pandemic, and like I'll be honest, the fear mongering is getting to me. I was booking a flight the other day to Florida, and I was like, I, I also at the same time read an article about Atlanta having two people being contained because they showed symptoms of the virus. You know, and I was like, they got that, seventy quarantined in New York, and I think we have some quarantine in Michigan. Or mm-hmm. I might be making it up, but uh, and then they, they I think the first case. Um, to actually be test positive in America just happened where a lady was tested twice and both result, both times came back positive? Uh, no, 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 no. So the one, the news that just broke this morning was it's the first case where they don't know how she got it. Oh, okay. She okay. neither traveled overseas nor has had any contact with anyone who has traveled overseas. So they have no idea why she's turning up positive. So now the virus is transforming. And mutating. And mutating. It, it might be in your cereal. Well, there's a conspiracy. Get out of here. There's a conspiracy theory out there that I mean, depending on which side of how crazy you want to get. Now my ears are perking up. That this that this this originated from basically a germ warfare facility in China, and it just oops got out. Would that explain how it got on the back of a Clorox bottle? Hmm. No. You know, y'all know what I'm talking about. The Lysol spray. Lysol. Clorox says. Oh, this is for the coronavirus. And also, uh, <laughs> this is 20 years prior to this pandemic talk, yeah. by the way. But whatever. Whatever, man. Like, I mean, like, and this is this is the, the crazy part of where the world we live in. It's like, this shit was like kind of do. You know what I mean? Like, like germ warfare, all this other shit. Like, it's been like, it's been uh, one of those things where I was like, I thought it was going to happen like when we were going to war in this. I was like, they're going to do some chemical warfare. We have almost wiped ourselves off the planet. It's every now and then, like every couple of years, I get into my very obsessive, how are we going to destroy ourselves as a species? And there have been so many times my favorite, and it sounds odd to say that about that, but my favorite is in Russia. There was a plant that was, and this is in the 50s, they were manufacturing anthrax. Hmm. Because a janitor took out an air filter and forgot to put one back in, three towns died. Wow. <laughs> wow. We and did. what did they do to that dude? 
God. If he survived, <laughs> <laughs> they just let him live. <laughs> for like forty years straight, and yeah, every day they would just like beat the hell out oh, of him. Oh yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe. So like within a percent of death, they'd have a doctor like right there, like he's almost dying. Stop. Yeah. All right. We we'll be back tomorrow at three, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> beat the shit out of you again. Ah, <laughs> uh, oh, history, bro. History. Before, before I skedaddle, what you leaving right now? I'll, Soon. Why don't you? It's I, like yeah, it's I, like three something. I wanted to introduce a topic. Go ahead. Do you think? Yeah, I just get my two cents first. All right, because I want to introduce a topic before you dipped out on us. Should be that. Yeah, we got we got a good fifteen, 15 minutes, minutes probably. probably. Yeah, fifteen you're, you're twenty minutes. Oh god! All right, so we we we'll revisit these topics because I love these two topics uh, uh, as far as news pieces go. And coronavirus isn't apparently going anywhere. So um, get your get your cool mask like everybody else. Get your else. immune system up, people. God right. damn, uh, the yeah. god of the universe. Whether whether you believe in some spooky person. On a cloud or somebody in your mind or whatever you into, some some way, some some somehow you got an immune system inside of you, you know, and it has a purpose. And right now, that immune system is compromised to most people, so they're gonna be susceptible to stuff like that. But if you are in a universe with a fully functioning immune system, you know, stuff like that should be able to, you know, brush off your shoulders. Are you saying I shouldn't eat the uh, Cajun crispy fried bat wings? If you man. <laughs> That was just to to each his own. I don't know. Uh, I don't got nothing to do with that one. Uh, but as far as like other people who might want to still eat meat, ain't nothing wrong per se with eating meat. I'm not about to force vegan down your throat. Uh, but yeah. at the end, at the end of the day, if you do things, you know that compromise the immune system. It's up to you to do things that you know balance it back out. Exercise, flushing out, detoxing, fasting, all that good it. stuff. All that, and yeah. you can approach it from. The angle that I'm approaching life from after I watched the movie Lucy last night. Well, you trying to use your whole brain? Yeah, probably not. No, okay. But we never die. Well, on we that, right, for we real. never die. Uh, uh, However, uh, there would never be another you like this ever again. Yeah, there would never, never be has. another kill. I'm enjoying a kill. On that powerful but Pisces note right die. there. <laughs> right. Let's go. Uh, Cough in my mouth with the coronavirus. Never mind. Ugh. Yeah, I know. Ugh. I know. Come on, bro. Ugh. I know. Trip. <laughs> we here. Can't trip. Uh, so I want to introduce a topic real quick before uh, my man gets out of here so we can get his two cents. And I'll tell you really where it came from. Um, so we were just talking about business in Detroit, and it's going to be a loose general conversation. And it came from the topic was this. So me and the kid are riding the other day, stopped by a gas station. And I can't remember exactly what came out of Akil's mouth, but it was like, yo, as far as in relation to, not the coronavirus, can't they come out? Mm-hmm. It was, huh? No. Oh, no. No, not, oh, no. I hope that <laughs> Mike caught that up, picked that up as well, because that was. <laughs> Cameras did. <laughs> Cameras did, champ. But we were talking about, so we stopped at the gas station, and he was like, yo, that is like the shystiest gas station in the city ever right and like uh so me and him i have a vendetta with liquor stores in the city i have a vendetta with corner stores in the city um i i love everybody's equally but i truly feel as if people come into black communities in particular throughout detroit sell us poison outdated food treat us like shit and then get good bread off of us have the poorest conditions possibly to maintain their building and their, their infrastructure mm-hmm. Um and then go do that shit in your city. 
And, and or, it's not possible. They get shut or down. Or your area, whatever. You get shut down. But they and they have every liquor store and they have every uh, gas station. And I'm not and and I'm not saying they and groups of people with that mindset because I don't want this to mean like I don't want this to be an attack towards a group. But groups of people with that particular mindset dominate the city. And like I told the kill, this is something we got to speak to because if y'all know me, if you don't let me get on my soapbox about a liquor store, I will do it because I despise them. You know, mm-hmm. more liquor stores than anything else inside the city, hands down. Mm-hmm. And it's funny. I went home recently, like a year ago, and I remember went home recently, like a year ago. Well, shit, that's reason for me. <laughs> wait, wait, wait! Time out! Time out! Time out! Uh, Captain fucking metaphysical over there. Time is relative, ain't it, Asa? Wow, a minute wow. and a year is the same thing. And hey, have a dose of your own medicine. God, I got Asa. Look at his face. Please go on YouTube for episode six and look at Asa's face. It's very normal right now. Got him. Oh, there he is right here. I'm never sitting right here again. I I never peeped that camera right here until just now. Right in your face. Fucking camera. But uh, so Asa, what are your thoughts on this, man? How do you how do you view business inside Detroit? You know, the evolving, the evolution with some areas being gentrified, some areas just getting the the leftovers and what what are your thoughts? The lack of black businesses. Man, yeah, I think it goes all the way back to, you know, us at home and our attention and all these different, you know, mediums for drawing us into this stupid stuff that just wastes our time and drains us, you know, for somebody else's gain. And then we end up, you know, mentally empty, you know, just falling for all the okie dokes while everybody else has systems and traditions where they build themselves up. You know, yeah, yeah when you turn yeah, so-and-so yeah, age, facts, we're going to yeah. hand down this company to yeah, you. You're going to buy yeah. you a house, and then we're going to set you up like that. They get a whole goddamn universe yeah, set up, yeah, and they just get to sit in the seat. Yeah. You know, we get whacked over into the desert lands, yeah, and you, like, expect it to come out on top. It's, it's definitely uh, <clears throat> something bigger at hand. There's a young lady I know that works at a bank who is privy to loans given out over the city throughout the city for uh, small businesses, Mm. for different businesses. She said that they push the loans more towards um, people outside of the city, outside of the city limits. Mm. I mean, you you ain't got to be a rocket scientist to know what she was saying. And the... The part that sucks about that is that you're talking about a city that is like 85% black and the representation in terms of businesses within the city are less than a percent, I believe. Mm. Like that, that is amazing to me. It's what Asa said is very true. There's not a lot of systems in place for us in terms of generational wealth businesses passed down like my dad had this uh moving company that his dad had and has been in our family for 300 years and i know that when the time comes i'm going to take over because i'm the oldest so you know what i'm saying like that that is very rare in our community man that's funny because i I grew up and my family was definitely like get a good job you know was the mentality Mm mm-hmm and, um, you know, a good job. We kind of talked about it earlier. It was like you go to college. This was like everything was like, you know, structured like the TV. You go to college and you get a you get a job at a bank and then you, you do that for the rest of your life mm-hmm. until you die. And, and be a good husband. And mm-hmm. being a good husband, even though there were no examples for that. And but. stop at the red lights. 
But, Donate uh, the church. In the in the city, man, I think it's a combination of a few things. I always tell people, when I first got to Detroit, man, I was, like, shocked because <clears throat> I, it was, it was like, it wasn't much here, and we didn't own anything. And it was, like, it was weird because it was, like, how are all these black people in the damn city, and we don't own shit? You know, like, it seemed impossible to me. And then you start learning about the city, like everybody was working in plants up until, you know, 1975 and then think you need a a, a business. They didn't think mm-hmm. you need shit. If you're making $60,000 in 1970, um, we work with a brother who told me he bought a new car every year. Mm-hmm. Right? That, was, that was my uncle who worked at GM. Brand new Cadillac. Every year, different mm. color, different style. Mm. Convertible. Hard top. Rag top. Like red, blue, orange, purple, green, whatever he felt, and that was that's that was just his life. That was that was how it was back then. And uh, we're in a place now where the the between the factories leaving, crack comes in as the, as the factories are leaving, and I've heard this on a few occasions about the influence of drugs inside the factory life. Imagine making sixty thousand dollars in the seventies. And then early 80s, because there still was some factories around at that point, but then having crack at your doorstep, it's like you got the best of all, the, the best and the worst of everything. You're conditioned to want to work with somebody, and then you have one of the worst drugs, one of the most addictive drugs up until that point in time that's cheap and easily accessible, along with a lot of <clears throat> educated and smart black people who know, mm-hmm. who have an understanding of how to distribute and utilize the drug in order to build empires. Mm-hmm. Like it's all these the, these things inside that come together inside the city to put us in a space where we are now, where we don't own much, and it drives me crazy. And I, I always say it's because like I I never forget I was at the liquor store. I used to go to this liquor store all the time by the crib, um, and y'all would know this liquor store because I would grass it, and they got palm trees in front of it. All right. Oh, I definitely they got know blue that palm trees. All right. <laughs> I definitely it, know that Joker. It's not Miami, baby. <laughs> in the winter yeah and uh i never forget this cat literally threw out a homeless guy like uh uh what's the homeboy from fresh prince of bel-air uncle um, phil like uncle phil did yeah, home, uh, yeah. jazzy did, jeff did jazzy jeff like he grabbed him by the collar and by the by the waist belt and, and like him. it was like watch it this <laughs> <laughs> try, try to break my record <laughs> <laughs> and made my man do the superman at the front door <laughs> and uh he could, he said, but the, but before that, the conversation, and the guy was like, you know, definitely annoying, but the conversation was like, you come here all the time, you rarely have the money, and I'm thinking like, shit, he come in all the time and spend money in here, shit, you don't care if you just want, you, you, he broken down, he hurt, I'm like, I don't expect for this gentleman to, the business owner to, to take the time to give him, uh, the direction he needs with his life, but at the same time, you take his money all the time. You know what position and status he is, place he is mentally, and then you throw him out like a like a cartoon character. It's just the it's just the slaps in the face across the city, man. Um, and I told the kill about this other spot too, and then I let y'all guys talk. I just you know this is this topic right here is just what I'm passionate about. That's good, uh, bro. This is a place in the city that is a liquor store. It is a pharmacy. It is a hardware store. It is a general dollar store, right? And that's, they also sell fresh food. That's not a place. That's one of but it's the biggest it, one it's the it biggest used to be a video store too <laughs> it, it used to be a video store too but it's the biggest one cbd i haven't seen one that had like like had an actual pharmacy inside like that they had an actual like you know guy where's with, the one you're talking about located i would have to look it up because i don't remember but i wanted to go buy some 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 screws or some shit next time you come over to my house i'm gonna take you over to i think it's the same i think we're talking about the same place we talked about this last time 
It's right when you walk in, there's the pharmacy. No, no, no. So when you walk in this yeah. one, it's going to be uh, some pizza off to the right, and then it's like an actual like hardware store in the back with stuff chained up. And then my, my issue was, it's like, man, this store got to make a half a million to $750,000 a week. You know, has to, mm-hmm. right? You're selling liquor and drugs. Mm-hmm. you making crazy money. Mm-hmm. It's, it's holes in the roof. Mm-hmm. The floor is rusted. Mm-hmm. And I, the dude, the manager's yelling at the, the employees, ah, man, he stocked this room. It's like, you making all this money and you don't even, you so disrespectful with it. Mm-hmm. Y'all are like, y'all are like legalized dope dealers. You know what I mean? Y'all mm-hmm. are like, uh, what's a, when, uh, oh man, oh God. It's not, but it's losing me. But these guys are legalized dope dealers. Mm-hmm. And it's just in the sense, you're selling a drug, you're selling poison to the community mm-hmm. and making crazy profits off of it expired product expired products what should have been thrown out the fda never shows up to your, to your status for some reason but in addition to that you don't even maintain the premise of your bill you don't even you don't have any type of respect for the people so you let the building be dilapidated and, mm-hmm. and just falling apart mm-hmm. and i guess like i don't know how we allow this to continue and i guess you know if you don't know better you don't try to do better but that is definitely one of my biggest pet peeves living inside the city, just seeing how that's how that's tolerated. You know what I mean? Yeah. Go for it. So before I exit stage left, I think that is present, you know, in today's times because we tolerate it. So I think that's less as far as problem solving is concerned. I think it's less him, less people like that. You know, with that mindset and more people who just allow it to happen and walk by and don't say nothing. It's got to be a combination of both because, like you said, as far as he solution wouldn't, producing, he wouldn't I'm do saying, that. Oh, okay, because he's not going to do that in his community. I'm saying he old as hell. They, as they far don't as the be mind, old as hell. Bro, bro, it's, they're over 20. Like off the Matrix. We usually don't wake nobody up if they have past a certain age. The way the mind work, his crusty is always, it's already concrete. He not about to change his ways like that unless you about to get all significant in his life and get spiritual with him or something. And nine, nine, tens out of, nine times out of ten, that's not about to happen. You know, so as far as that getting undone, that's going to be us having to, you know, boss up or whatever in the communities and demanding more or creating the opposite. Right. That's that's true. And we do got it. And I guess that's where, like, I, I've never really said. And. Go for it. On site. Yeah, all right, all right. I just wanted to sound real important. Before I, left. <laughs> I mean, you know. I just wanted to make an impact on the episode. <laughs> you, hold on. Before you walk out, you want to hit us with your astrology, your last little bit of astrology mm, for today? Would you like astrology. 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 Would you like yeah. some more about Pisces or would you like some more about Taurus? Uh, definitely not Taurus because no one cares. I, I think it's, it's not Taurus season. Yeah, we know, we didn't really dig into Pisces very much. Go for it. So, um, one of the key things that stands out about Pisces is the association with the imagination. So, a friend of mine just texted me this morning and said something about how can I be a better friend. My answer was meditate, go in, and let me know what you come up with because my answer is going to be for my ego. But if people were to tap into that Pisces energy and tune in, they they digging into a place where infinity is flowing through it. Mm. What limitation do you have inside your mind other than like weakness or a lack of willpower or something to, you know, tweak and go places? Did you watch Lucy last night, too? I did not. Oh, However, yeah. that is an excellent movie. You saw it, right? Yeah, yeah. And they be flying through the melatonin at work, you know, versus. Do you have a uh, do you have Lucy on DVD? I don't, but do you, I have it pretty memorized. Do you have DVDs that you watch regularly? Yes, I do. Are they like- Harry Hold Potter? Oh, I watch Harry ah. Potter front to back 
I watched X-Men front Boo's to back. That was Booze trying to take the weakest shot ever because oh, I said I watched man. Lucy on hey, DVD last night. I watched Iron Man all through. I watched everything. Booze, Marvel. You're gonna be yeah, man. you're gonna be like them dudes who try to like stay up with technology and be the dummy that get like an implant in his head to turn his <laughs> TV off. Hey man, I was about to get like, blink, you gotta works. blink your eyes or what, 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 they got the what are those Google Channel, glasses right now? twenty four. <laughs> they got the, Dude, the one of the cons we were at, they were doing that. They yeah. were like they were implanting RFID controllers in people's so hands. you can open doors. Yeah, like you open I your saw, I basically leaving out everybody. Peace y'all. Boop, I love y'all. Thank y'all for tuning boop. in. Next time we show here, show ass here on time. Oh yeah. Hey man. Sure. Oh, you, hey, he, was doing, he was doing something real important. I'm telling you, I'm actually sad he's leaving because I'm glad you guys are the ones in studio when this story broke. So you know we got the plague going on, coronavirus. No. Now we got locusts. Oh no! Invaded Pakistan. Oh no! It is so bad they've declared a state of emergency. It is so bad that China, and I'm going to try really hard to say this with a straight face, because pa- Pakistan borders China, and China is worried about their food sovereignty, about these locusts crossing into China. China has deployed a hundred thousand geese. <laughs> to the Pakistan border oh, and are releasing them to eat the locusts. Eat the wow. locusts. Oh, come on. Yeah, I guess so. Oh, I'm sorry, it's ducks, not geese. Ducks. Sorry. Yeah, them. They are a strategic. 100,000 ducks. They are strategic people. If somebody is smart, they will become a duck uh, herder. Breeder, right. Because <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like in about a week yeah, or two. So now we got, we got plagues and we got locusts going on currently. Yeah, hey, man. 2020, man. This year is off to a crazy start, bro. It it's is, only two it months is, in. It is, man. Um, always Pandemics. Reference the movie Idiocracy. I'm sure you've seen it. Oh, it's a documentary. It's no longer a comedy. Yeah. Oh, I got to see this. I, oh, so, dude, I, lo- I love the meme that was, and I shared this back before the election even happened. And it was basically, you know, God, okay, make sure you get down that the sign of end times will be Trump Pence. And, and, <laughs> and, and Elijah was like, Trumpets? He's like, no, 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 Trump <laughs> Pants, yeah. no trumpets, whatever they'll figure it out. Go, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, bro. You know, it, oh, dude, Idiocracy is like the first, and you really only have to watch like the first ten minutes. The first ten minutes of Idiocracy is we're living it. Yeah, like it we're is. there's no other way to put it. We're living it. Netflix, um, here I come. I don't. You might be able to find it on there. And then, uh, Dave, I do you watch uh, Avenue Five? I haven't yet. It's on my to do list. I love this is like my style of show. And that science was, fiction. Science fiction. It's like idiocracy, but like um Idiosyncrasy. It's, it's just like idiocracy for yeah. the most part. It's, it's is that just, the name of I've the movie? I've heard it's good. Yeah, it's, I, I like it a lot, man. It's, What's the name of the movie? Idiocracy or Idiocracy. Idiocracy. Okay, yeah, cool. Cool. Um and then I want to jump back to this topic real quick, just to see uh get your thoughts on the kill. Let me see. We were talking so the topic today, guys, was just uh business in Detroit. Um, and it again, can go multiple ways. It's hard, dude. I mean, so like, I'll, I'll give you my perspective on it. So, like, when we decided we were going to build out studios, because uh, we started off in, inside a studio in the Russell Industrial Center, mm. and we talked with several different places and several different locations, um, trying to build out our first studio down here, and we wound up going to Ferndale, and it literally came down to red carpet versus red tape. Mm. It was, dude, you know, everybody was like, oh, you know, people in the suburbs have it easier. No, not necessarily. I mean, it was a pain in the ass trying to get stuff done. Mm-hmm. You know, just even trying to get what we wanted to do up and running. Mm-hmm. Um, the place you're sitting, this was supposed to be a one-year, $1 million project. Tripled. 
because of dealing with the city and, and dealing with everything else that went on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it, it it can be hard when it comes to you know dealing and. and they're getting better about it, and there are programs like Motor City Match. Like, dude, my buddy yeah. Godwin that owns Yum Village. Shout out Godwin. to Godwin. He's, yep. Dude, he's such a great guy, and I'm so happy he finally has a retail space. And, you know, yeah, some of it came from Kickstarter, but, mm-hmm. I mean, like, dude, he's he's been busting his ass for years know, for a long, long time, yeah. and, he's, and he's, like, finally starting to catch and click. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's out there, and it's – no, it's not as accessible as it should be, but I think some of that comes down to like, you know, I was talking about like the Detroit Labs program. I think a lot of people just don't know what's out there. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, Hatch Detroit. Hatch Detroit throws a hundred thousand dollars, you know, plus legal help, plus it, you know, plus the plus at a winner every year. Yeah. Um, you know, and then they and even the top ten still get hooked into the legal help and all and all that other kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Um, you know, it, so there's stuff like that that goes on and it's it's unfortunate, like, and I and so I, we've we've been associated with Hatch for six or seven years now, mm-hmm. and you know one of the struggles they have every year is how do we increase our outreach? Like, why don't more people know about us, and mm-hmm. why don't more people know about these opportunities? Yeah, and it's it's hard, like like simple dumb shit. Like, dude, I I love every time Comcast comes on our show because um, we always talk about their inter- internet essentials program. Like people, I, I don't know if people, like, in case your listeners don't know, um, if you've got uh, a kid on reduced lunch program uh, or you've got anybody that qualifies for like WIC or any kind of assistance or anything like that, you can get high-speed internet in your house for nine ninety five a month. Wow. Um, if you need a uh, computer, they have really decent yet cheap ass computers you can buy for, you know, it's like, I think it's like 200 bucks for a desktop that is like decent. Um, I mean, it's, it's a great program. And I think, I think it's internet essentials.com if I recall correctly. Um, but I mean, and Comcast does, and they've been doing it for God, seven, eight years now. But, I, but, but a lot of people don't know about you're it. You're speaking of one of the things that like come up a lot in Detroit is like accessibility. You know what I mean? It's like a real word that it has a huge impact, whether you whether it be the physical accessibility or just like the accessibility through the getting the knowledge from somewhere. I think in Detroit, that's one of the hugest issues you see. I was speaking to Andy with the Detroit Bus Company recently. Oh, I, shout out to Andy. I know Andy. Andy's yeah. a great dude. The kid doesn't know him. He's already smiling though. <laughs> uh, geez. Can I not like Andy? And not have met him already? Uh, Is that a thing? Uh, Good old Diderosi. Good old Diderosi. By the way, me and Andy will have a food tour starting next month. Chef got oh, nice. a food tour by nice. Early plug. If That's going to be dope. This is kind of one of those things to kind of make it so like, Andy, if you hear this ever, but you won't listen to it. But I want you to feel the pressure. I um, want you to stop saying that people are not listening to this podcast. Uh, That's yeah. like the thing. I'm, be, I'm, I'm being real. I'm being real. Like everybody's not, not listening. I know everybody's not listening, yeah, but yeah, we, got, not listening. we got a nice little following. I get text messages every, well, after every episode airs. I, and I do, too. Uh, somebody was actually telling me today that uh, before you uh, uh, record again, you sound like a mama's boy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what? damn. I'm like, I love my mama. All right. But uh, I think uh, I think accessibility to the information is a big mm-hmm. deal, and but it, mm-hmm. but it's not like it's in a centralized space. And it's weird because once you start get, getting into business in Detroit in particular, it's the same people at all the same venues. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's the it's the same crowd, especially. So I do me and a kill in the food world. It's the same crowd in all the different food opportunities. 
and it like it's great on one end of things because the competition is very limited. You know what I mean? And if you come with the right idea, if you got the right mindset, and you're tenacious about it, you can eventually put yourself in a space to where you. Oh, so you're, it's the good touch, bad touch. Because okay, once you know and you're in, yeah, you're in. Yes, mm-hmm. but getting in. And and that's and I think that's you know that gets into the whole accessibility part of it is yeah. if you don't even know who to talk to, yep, you don't know what you don't know. Yeah, yeah. Yep. But it, and that's a real thing. And it uh, and it's unfair, man. And it disadvantages the, the people who live in the city more so than anybody else. Because the people outside of the city are the ones who come and open up the fly new spots. And um, I'm not mad at that because. I definitely want the people inside the city to have access to a Selden Standard or, mm-hmm. um, you know, one of these places that, you know, like that just didn't exist 15 years ago. I just also really want for the same people to have the opportunity to, to, to explore those avenues to develop a business to be able to, um, become self-sufficient, man, and not have to rely on a, a shitty job to, to, to maintain that life. And I know it's a lot of other factors that go into it and we're kind of like being brief and quick about it, but, um, it's one of those things that I, I really have – I struggle with as far as my personal battles inside the city, things that I really have a hard time just seeing on a day-to-day basis. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so any 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 further thoughts, Kill? I mean, you know, this conversation can go in uh, two different directions for me. Um, we can address definitely the dearth of – dearth. Booze, look it up after the – Is that a real word? Yes. Oh, it God. Is. Of uh, black owned businesses within the city, but you also can take the time out to celebrate and show recognition to those who have pushed through the bureaucracy red tape that Dave was talking about and actually are making like waves within the community. That avenue of fashion yeah. on Liver Noise between mm-hmm. Seven Mile and Eight Mile. Yeah. That's phenomenal. I have a buddy I went to high school with. Uh, Charles Macho, him and his brothers and friends opened a clothing store called Crispy Attics. And, yep. And, um, you know, it for him, because I saw it through social media, it was, you know, it was a process. Like, it, it took time. Mm-hmm. He, he wasn't heavy on posting every single step like some people are before. He's one of those guys, he's similar to Booze in that. You won't know booze is doing something important to it's like happened. Not like two months before it happens and he's like building up. Hey man, in two months I'm opening that business. You know, don't tell people you're going to the moon, just call them when you get there. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like he he just does really fly stuff and then tells you about it after he does it. So it would be like small things like the the sign, like he had a neon sign made. Yeah. So he just posted the neon sign. But you know it, the the build up to him actually getting the business. I love it though because actions speak louder than words, man. right? Yeah. Right. And I learned a lot from you and from people like him to stop putting stuff out before you put the legwork in. Don't don't like because a lot of times, and I'm guilty of that. You're doing it for a look. You're doing it to for people to be like, oh, okay, yeah. You you progressing? You doing X Y Z? And sometimes, man, getting that positive feedback does help. But mm-hmm. sometimes you add pressure to yourself. Yep. When you're not necessarily in a position to move forward, how you want to move forward anyway, you know. So yep. you could be creating a, um, some unrealistic expectations. But um, there there are a lot of um, businesses within the city that deserve props. And then shout out to it. 
the avenue of fashion is definitely um, one of the up and coming areas inside the city for um, black businesses. And it's probably the only area in the city that is up and coming for black businesses. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a part where, where it's I, like a whole section. It's a whole it's a whole section. And it's still not really it still doesn't really um, accurately represent the amount of people that live inside the city who who look like us. And um, I, but I am, but uh, just to be more positive, give a little positive angle to it. I agree. Shout out to that to, the, to the all the businesses on that street: Cuzzo's, Chicken and Waffles, um, my barber shop, The Cut. Shout um, out to three thirteen, three thirteen, doing his fame. thing. Good cakes and bakes, um, right there as well. Sweet Potato Sensations been holding it down for decades. Sweet Potato Sensations, definitely decades. Um, uh, uh, uh institution. Oh, go ahead. I was just saying, Sweet Potatoes and Stations, the institution, institution in the city. Yeah, they are. Uh, they didn't had all kinds of dignitaries. The Turkey Grill, the Turkey Grill on Woodward Neighborhood Grocery, open being opened up by Raphael Wrights. Uh, Detroit People's Food Co-op, being Who we hope to have on our show at some point in time because that would be dope. Uh, hopefully, hopefully, maybe the next episode we have Raphael Wright. It'd be great to have him and Malikia Kenny, Baba. Of D-Town Another Farms. shout out to Baba. Um, here to talk about maybe we can we can revisit just the whole business thing because I know Raphael also used to own a car dealership, a used car dealership prior to uh moving forward with the current venture that he has right now of uh neighborhood grocery. If you have if you're not familiar with it, look it up. Um neighborhood grocery opening up on the east side. Um Think about like Whole Foods with inside of a liquor store, you know what I mean, or the space of a liquor store mm-hmm. in your like local neighborhood. You got to love that when you're trying to bring something fresh and, and reimagine what the neighborhood could be um, through their diet and what businesses are there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a whole lot of I know it's a whole lot of businesses we're missing, and it's not intentionally. We didn't we we normally rehearse. The uh, episodes and, you know, we just kind of throw stuff against the wall, throw shit against the wall, see if it stick, the whole saying. But we didn't actually like write out names of businesses. So yeah. if we're missing somebody, oh, how could I, how could I miss? The natural market. The natural market for sure. But how in God's name could I miss my brother, my brother Cliff Note? With his uh, aired out customs, mm-hmm. airbrushing, painting, uh, the boy is just crazy talented on all levels. So shout out to my my brother, my brother without the blood, Cliff Cliff Notes, aired out customs, two two seven Iron Street. Hit him up nine nine five three two seven three. See that off of memory, I knew his phone number. That's sick. After you mentioned him. Dead last. Uh, uh, There's no. a place where I go get foot massages on uh, <laughs> at, a gas, at a gas station uh, in the back. She goes to get foot massages. I forget what her name is. She's the best. <laughs> <laughs> she take the uh, chicken right out the grease with her hands. She like, use the basket. <laughs> it's unreal. Uh, yeah, man. Fingers are seasoned. Her fingers are seasoned. <laughs> at this point. So I wanted to kind of wind down this uh, this particular piece and um. As what do you guys think is the future of business in Detroit, Dave? You kind of in like the trendiest of trendy spots. This is a, a shipping container, uh, food court establishment they've developed here. I, it gets no more trendy. Fly. Uh, what do you what do you see as the future for 
business in Detroit or, or what direction do you think it's going to take? Dude, I wish I knew. Like I, everything that I hear says there's a bubble that's waiting to pop, and it's about six to twelve months away tops. You know, because you've got all these speculators that are sitting on buildings that aren't going anywhere. You've got all these, you know, people that are trying to flip stuff and they're not really putting any effort into it. And they're trying to – I don't know because my, a- my biggest concern is you're going to have either an erosion of the tax base – you know, not, and you've got you know the stories that just broke earlier this week, where you know all the incentives that they were giving people for being able to stay in their apartments and houses down here, those expire this month. Mm-hmm. So, and that was I think it was one hundred and fifty to two hundred dollars a month. Mm-hmm. Um, so now you got a lot of people that are starting to look to leave the city because you know okay they've been kind of kept here artificially for the last three years, mm-hmm. and now you know those rents are starting to jump up, and mm-hmm. can they stay? You know, I I, I don't know. I, I, like I said, I'm 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 hopeful because dude, I've been here since '96. You know, and we've been running our networking events downtown since 2001. You know, that's why everybody's like, oh, you know, you don't know Detroit, dude. I was at the City Club. You know, back, kiss my ass. Like, uh, you know, I guarantee you, I've been down here doing dumb shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was at Cass Corridor when you didn't go to Cass Corridor. <laughs> so thank I mean, you, I, Dave. I, I do. I'm hopeful, you know, and and I do. Like Detroit's a great friggin' city. Like you know, I moved out here from D.C. and I've always said Detroit does not deserve the rep that it has. Like, I was like, oh, you know, Detroit's a dangerous city, dude. I could take you. Yeah, go to Southeast D.C. Go to Anacostia and then come talk to me about Detroit. You know, the largest homeless population in the United States is within a square mile of the White House. Um, you know, Detroit's a great city and it's got so much grit and it's got so much soul. That whole Detroit hustles harder thing mm-hmm. could not possibly be any truer. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's, it is, is it going to get to that next step? Is, yeah. is it going to be, you know, you're kind of in the cranky adolescent teenage years right now almost. Mm-hmm. And is it, is it going to grow up and be okay? Or is it going to spiral out of control a little bit? There's a there's a lot of hands in what's going on in the city. Yeah, like Dave said, a lot of hands that aren't even in the city. You know what yep. I mean? A lot of in, uh, vested interest in Yo, big time. the possibility. I, funny, I had a cousin in New York like two years ago. She called me. Uh, we never talked. And uh, she goes, yo, thinking about buying like three houses in Detroit. And I was like, okay, why? She was like, I just want to buy them. Property values going up. And like they're in this area. And like I want to sell them in like two years. And I was like, man, I love and hate you right now because that is some asshole shit to do. You know what I mean? But I get where she was coming from because that was the mindset a couple of years ago. And they're finally cracking down on those people. Yeah. I mean, holding nice, holding nice areas or holding property up. Indian Village is a great area because I wanted to buy, I was trying to buy a house over there and it was absolutely impossible. Um, and there's properties over there that just want somebody inside of them, but people are holding those properties from yep. different states because they're waiting for that 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 bubble to max to hit that max peak, whatever. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I had a dude. I had a friend who bought there four years ago, uh, and he wound up moving last year because they got a phenomenal job offer and basically moved to New Zealand for a job. Mm. Um, he broke even on his house, so I mm. think that bubble might Damn. have already come and gone. Yeah, and I, I think the bubbles popped too, man. I because really, he was in that neighborhood. Uh, even a year ago, the conversation around different parts of the city was different because, you know, like it was the opportunity for Google or Amazon, one of those to like possibly have 
um, some inside the city. It was Amazon. Yep, Amazon was looking at to create a you know a second home base, whatever inside the city. I think to some extent that bubble's already popped. But what I this is what I was hoping would happen because I didn't want it to become San Francisco or or um, some trendy city where like people come to like live and like everybody's pushed out and can't afford rent here. You know, like I don't want it to become that. I rather the bubble pop. And I want there to be resources for the people who want to be here, who who are genuinely invested in the city, you know, yep. because they got that long term commitment to it right. to have the opportunity to create and build. I want the hipsters who come here who love the golf scene. I want the the, the blacks who've been here since the 1950s to have the opportunity to create more of a community feel. I, I think some people were looking for this to be like a two million people citizen city. You know what I mean? And like. I don't I don't look for all that. I want us to be able to be self-sustained and for, mm-hmm. you know, for the average person to be able to open a business if possible, if necessary, if they can. And for like just the neighborhoods that have regular neighborhood businesses, which doesn't exist. You go in certain neighborhoods and the only thing in that neighborhood that is a business is a liquor store or a corner store. Mm-hmm. Let's have a few bookshops. Let's have a few um, whatever shops, you know, just something. To, to, to diversify the communities and f- create a real life for people here. Dude, as much as people make fun of it, like I, I, I always tell people to go look at Philly. Dude, every block in Philly has its own corner bar, has its own corner restaurant. I love has that. Its own cor- I love its that. Its own thing mm-hmm. for that neighborhood, for that block. Mm-hmm. And that's... That's fly. Detroit doesn't have that yet. It, it doesn't have <clears> anywhere near that. And there's... Uh, uh, Sorry, was you about to say something, Q? I was going to say you can count the good grocery stores in the city on one hand. Yeah, literally. Yeah. One one finger. Did I, I say that too loud? I went out the country last year, and um, I was in Amsterdam, and, like, you know, you do what you do in Amsterdam. And, like, of course, I get paranoid walking around Amsterdam. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, you know, I'm a big black guy walking. Like, oh, God, I know I'm awkward looking. So <laughs> we decided to go to this local bar. um, that we just like walked up upon, you know what I mean? Like it yep. was very random. We just walked into it. Nice family owned spot, had been there for years, and it was just situated within the community. And I couldn't help but to sit while I was because we was just like, yo, this is just a neighborhood spot. Yep. It was Cheers, but in Amsterdam. Yep. You know? mm-hmm. And like it sucks because you don't have Cheers in, in most neighborhoods throughout Detroit. You don't have most just regular businesses throughout neighborhoods in Detroit. And that's all I'm looking for. You know, like I, I mm-hmm. want to. I want to be Philly, you know. I don't. I don't want. I don't want to be Toronto. I don't want us to be San Francisco. I don't want us to be Portland. I don't. I'm not trying to be any of that. I'm just trying to be self sustained and have the have what we have what we need at our, at our uh-huh. fingertips. Um, Akil, are you still working on trying to open up a, a a business in the city? Not a brick and mortar. Yeah, maybe something uh, kind of like in the vein of how. A uh, young lady from this city created Ellis Island's tea, mm-hmm. something along those lines. Okay, like a brand, like a brand. But a brick and mortar, it does seem. It seems like uh, the way we spin is going away from uh, brick and mortars. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, but no, you definitely, definitely like with definitely with uh Jeff, Jeff Bezos, Bezos yeah. out here, just like you need uh, diapers tomorrow. Yeah. Tomorrow on the way, you can get shit in an hour. Yeah, dude. There's. So I've was, done it. I just. I just saw the commercial like two days ago. Where like now they're trying to compete with shipped groceries in two hours. Mm-hmm. Oh no, they 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 got that now. Because uh, one day I was feeling extra lazy, 
and I didn't want to leave out the house. So I went on Amazon and went through the uh, Whole Foods part of the site, yeah. filled up my grocery cart. And when you get to the end to check out, it's like for four ninety nine, you can get it uh, between these hours, which is like six hours away. But for nine ninety nine, you can get it in thirteen minutes. Like what? Hello, what the hell? It's a, it's a. I remember when I was younger, man. I want, I used to want to go out, like you know, I used to want to hang out and all that shit. Like I wanted to get out the house at all times. And now, like the world is like flipping, where like people just want to be in the house at all times. And like use every piece of technology to avoid leaving the house, which is mm-hmm. crazy. And sometimes like it makes me sad because I do. I still like I'm the person who likes to get out, but it's like so few places to go to sometimes. You know, like your, your options are so, and especially inside the city, your options are very limited at times. Mm-hmm. Unless you're Dave and you know everybody, and you know everything. You know everything. <laughs> yeah, dude, All I go, I go to the you. same. I go to the same few places every time. Like, like I, dude, I'm like tonight. Uh, it's uh, one of the shows that's in here tonight. It's one of the girls' birthdays. Dragging him over to Temple Bar. We're gonna hang out there for a little bit. Yeah. Probably gonna head over to Old Miami, hang out there for a little bit, and then I'm taking him up to Hamtramck. Gonna go hit Whiskey in the Jar. Go hit a couple of those places. I mean, that's dude. Like, I, it's because I, I get, dude. I don't. I'm not a punch bowl social guy. Yeah. I'm not <laughs> a. I'm not like I don't. Shots fired. Punch bowl. No, I don't get it. Like it's just like I. I need a place. Like I. Well, it's just me, like me 101. Dude, I'm a dive bar guy. Like, give me a shot and a beer, and mm. I'm ha- – well, not really a beer, but a shot and a vodka soda, and I'm happy. <laughs> you know, that's that's what I want, and that's that's where I'm content. It, it, you ever see me order a drink that has more than three ingredients? I'm probably being held under duress, <laughs> and, and you should check if I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And it's not a shot, man. Uh, fucking Punch Bowl Social is uh, Chuck E. Cheese is for adults. You know Big what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, with the little karaoke rooms. And all that. It absolutely is. Big facts. Uh, yeah, it is. And it's gr- Dude, they're great for corporate events. They they absolutely are. It just, it's not on my, no, I'm going to go hang it. out there. I get it. I get it. I get it. It's, yep. it's definitely not a local place at all, man. I mean, it's definitely, if, you, if you're coming from out of town and you want to like feel comfortable going to a place, that is a great place to go. Yep. You, you'll feel comfortable, and there's things to do inside, yeah. and the mm-hmm. food is not bad. And you can walk out of the city and, like, hit the highway and not ever have to worry about anything that you probably wouldn't have to really worry about if you went to a place that wasn't downtown Detroit. Because, like he said earlier, it just ain't that crazy inside the city, man. It's, it's the the perception of what the city is, man, is completely inaccurate. No, mm-hmm. it's, it's you know, like I tell my friends that are still back east, you know, like, Dude, Metro Detroit has all the same cool stuff that a DC does or that a Boston does because yeah. I lived in both and or even New York. Mm-hmm. The main difference, though, is that you're going to have to drive to get to them. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's I think that's one of the like, and they've talked about it. One of the key reasons why the Amazon thing didn't happen. There's no mass transit here. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to be a you know a vibrant urban community. You're you need reliable public transit, dependable mass transit. Yeah. We don't have it here in Chicago. Mass transit um, isn't about um, class. Here is about class. Yes, dude, go to DC. So like, like the crazy. So like the metro in DC extends all the way down to Richmond in Southern Virginia and all the way up through Maryland. Mm-hmm. Like that is one of the most widespread regional transit systems mm-hmm. out there, and they did a phenomenal job with it because it was all about getting people to come in to work and do your shit. You got professionals on the bus next to denigrates. But, but yeah. 
I think it becomes a class thing too because the Motor City, like everybody had a car one, and then two, um, the public transportation is so bad that if you do make money, you probably don't want to ride. Oh the no, you do you. not want to ride. D D O T. Yeah, you don't want to ride that and shit. And in three years, you're not going to ride the fucking Q line either because. <laughs> uh, you, I'm sorry. Is anybody actually riding it now? Uh, when they have red wing people, when they come from Canada, <laughs> they, they, they need to find a way to. And the, then when I they get on there, they're like, "Man, this shit is so inefficient. We could have walked. <laughs> we could have walked. <laughs> Dude, I love every article that comes out where they're like, "Okay, so we had one person walk, one people take one of those little lime scooters, one person, you know, hopped on the Q line, uh, and guess who won?" The guy, the guy who guy walked. Walked. Yeah. walked. Yeah. The Q line is like uh pausing for buses and people like walking across the street right in front of it, like, yeah, Q line, get out the way. Yeah, man. Like that that thing is a- Do you guys remember the uh the intro to Full House when like they're on that trial? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, that was like the thought process. Like, remember Full House? Oh, remember man. when they were on the trolley? Oh, look how excited they were. <laughs> it used to be here. Yeah, the trolley up oh. until '85. Big facts. Detroit had a trolley system, and that was over what in Corktown? Uh, Corktown, all the way down into Midtown. All the mm-hmm. it was all over the city. Mm-hmm. That was part of when they were digging up the streets to put uh, the Q line oh, stuff man. in. They were coming across those tracks. Mm-mm-mm. Man, Detroit has a crazy history. It does. And, uh, you know, what? we got to really get a historian on here. Um, it's a guy named German, just like my name, uh, who does uh, a Black Bottom tour, which if you're not familiar with Black Bottom, Black Bottom was the black business district inside of Detroit, <laughs> which was had 75. Put 375. 375 yep. put directly through it. And just in case you guys don't know, that is a legacy of highways going through black business districts. In Little Rock, Arkansas, where I am from, their highway was put through the black business district inside the uh, inside of Little Rock, Arkansas. My mom's actually remember when that happened. Um, but just uh, we need to have my man Jermon on here one day and Big uh, facts. talk about that uh, that black bottom and um, the whole imp- the impact that uh, putting three seventy five had on it. Um, that's he- a that's a good way to bring it back to the uh, business aspect of the city mm-hmm. with the topic of the uh, show, talking about the. Origins of black businesses and black bottom in the city. That would be great, man. Yeah. That would be great. A uh, really informed uh, historian who actually does tours at the DIA or the Charles H. Wright. Charles H. Wright, yep. If you look him up on Facebook, you can find, uh, I don't know his last name, but his name is Jamon, one of the few guys doing black history tours. I think it's called the Black Scroll Tours, um, which is what he operates under. Mm-hmm. Um, but check him out if, if you're inside the city. 20 bucks, and it was the four hours of the best uh, information I could possibly get for 20 bucks. Mm-hmm. Any closing thoughts, Akil? Because this boy is running long. Uh, no, nah, man. Appreciate your uh, local businesses that come from within your community. Support them. Um, the whole going away from mom and pops phenomenon that was going on in like the 90s and 2000s and all that, I think is uh, not necessarily turning around, but it's a different spin on it now like me personally i like shopping at mom and pop spots over big name brand spots and if you are shopping at those mom and pop shops recognize that they don't have the same purchasing power so the same things they sell at some of the other major retailers they might have to charge you a little dollar more um now that's not the same as the bullshit when you go to a gas station in detroit and they charge you 50 cent to make a purchase because it's under a certain amount of money. Those are two different <laughs> for things. $6 for uh, 
Cornflakes. For six dollars for cornflakes. That's called price gouging. You mean eleven dollars for a pack of cigarettes? Kiss my yeah. ass. Big facts. <laughs> these are all. These are all facts. And again, price gouging towards the people who have the least. How fucked up is that? And if that's you, if you know somebody's price gouging, fuck you. All right. If 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 you are in a community and you're taking advantage of people. Dude, it's the entire credit score system. Yep. Yeah. The more likely you are to actually need the money, the less likely you are to be able to afford it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. But all of to say, if you shop at a mom and pop place, it might be a little bit more expensive, right? Because they don't have the same price. They can't buy shit in the same quantity. So it might cost a couple more dollars. So, you know, still give them the same attention because when they do blow up, when they do get bigger, man, it only impacts the community in a more positive perspective because they're coming from the community. Big um, facts. True. And, I don't got anything else to add to this. Dave, you were like Asa today. Um, <laughs> you got any closing thoughts for us, man? Uh, no, man. Like I said, I mean, I I, I am hopeful for, for the city. And, and you know, and, and I do. I encourage. Dude, I drag people down here. You know, yeah. and, and I remember I remember the old days. Like I said, we've been doing events down here since 01. And I remember when we were thrilled when like five people would show up. Mm-hmm. And now our events down here, like, so we just did one last week and we try to, like, we don't do our events at like Punchbowl Social. Like our last month or, uh, well, last week we were at Woodbridge Pub. Yeah. Um, month before that we were at Whiskey in the Jar in Hamtramck. Uh, we're doing one at Cozy Lounge next month. Um, cause we're trying to bring people to places, A, that we love to go. And B, dude, like 40, 50, 60 people showing up drinking at a place like Woodbridge Pub or Whiskey or Cozy mm-hmm. on a random Thursday night. The impact yes. on that place, yes. dude, that made the bartenders months, yes. if not quarters. Yes. Yep. You know, yep. and, and, you yep. know, but Punchbowl, eh. It's a blip on their or and not even not even just punch, but like you know whether it's you know I get what you're saying though yeah you know but it's it's a blip on their radar you know mm-hmm. and so it's and that that gets into that whole support local thing and and yep. and it's you know that and so we do we try to practice what we preach um, and we do I I mean I you know I I love. I love to look on people's faces when, like, when I take them on one of my bar tours. Okay. Like, hey, let, let's go bar hopping. And we go to Temple and we go to Two Way In and we go to Nancy Whiskey and we go to, because mm. inevitably every time we do an event at one of these places, the reaction is always the same. Like, 90% of the crowd goes, holy shit, I've never been here before. Yes. Thank you for bringing us here. This place is awesome. Yeah. I'm so mad I've never been here before. Because it don't feel like a fucking gimmicky, uh, uh, Mass put together fake vibe for yep. you to for you to enjoy because that's what looks cool in the moment because it has actual character, depth, history. Real people are working there. Yep, mm-hmm. um, real personalities and and it's what you it's what you go to a city for, man. And that's what like that's like the the issue I got with Yelp. Like Yelp has had it so like you go to these main locations, but you don't get to see the real inside of a city. Mm-hmm. True story. Every time I go to a new city, and Bob, Bob and I love telling these stories because this is how we travel. Like when we're going, like when we got, you know, whether, no matter where it is, when we go, it, anybody travels on business. Fire up Yelp, search on dive bar, sort by lowest rated, <laughs> and that's where we go. Yes. Hand to God. Like we had the best. We went to Cleveland uh, to have a meeting with a production company down there. Had the best goddamn night of our lives. Mm-hmm. Bob taking Ubers and Lyfts between all these like little hole in the wall. And because it's the best, like you walk into these places and you're like, because the Yelp system in general, the problem you have is you have some suburbanite who's used to Applebee's yeah. who walks into a dive bar yeah. 
without realizing they're walking in. No, no. You don't have fajitas Dude, on the menu? Temple Bar, <laughs> Temple Bar ain't going to make you an apple martini. Yeah. It ain't going to happen. You're you're not gonna get a strong island at whiskey in the jar. Yeah, they're gonna. And I do. I love it. My I, I love Augie. He's one of the bartenders uh, at Whiskey in the Jar, and he's also the city clerk for the city of Hamtramck. Oh wow! Um, every and I've seen this happen more often than not. Whenever it's usually usually a little white girl uh, who walks in and says, um, "Can I see your drink menu?" And he just stares. <laughs> Doesn't say a word. Just stares at her. <laughs> like, no. That, no. So <laughs> not this, here. You want this cranberry and vodka or not? <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah, so it is, dude, I, and I do, and I, I do, I encourage, I mean, I would just, you know, like, you know, yeah, for anybody who's listening that, that doesn't, you know, dude, hop around the city more. There's so much, there's a lot of weird stuff going on, but there's also a lot of cool stuff going on. And, and you can't find any of it if you don't get out and play. Yeah. Yeah. Eventually, eventually into new territory is what he's trying to say, man. Try something different and get your ass outside the house and, and stop waiting for Amazon to drop. Shit, they got marijuana delivery now, too. So you get your marijuana, your Savage. fucking groceries, and Netflix. Uh, dude, stop yelling at people on Facebook and get out and, like, dude, smile. Yeah. Have a drink and, like, meet some people. Yeah. yeah. Dude, I have, I have never – and I, I feel like I keep – but I, I love the place. I, every, I have never been to Temple Bar where I have not met someone that I'm Facebook friends with them by the end of the night. What's, mm-hmm. the, what's Temple Bar's address? Like second – is that second street? Uh, it's right here yes. on Cass. Right here on Cass. Yeah, it's right. like right across from uh, Masonic Temple. Yeah. Yeah, I, w- I would definitely suggest that, like, if you enjoy dancing and yeah, See, like that's Friday and Saturday nights. I've been, in, I've been, and I've danced. I, I'm two hundred, three eighty, but I dance my big ass off though. The so right. my my favorite nights there is it's always usually about the same six people that are there on any given weeknight. Mm. Um, before and after Wings games, you'll get like a crush. And then they go away, and, and they're there for like a half an hour, and then they're gone. Um, but yeah, dude, like the the thoughts and prayers nights, T H O T S and prayers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> those those yeah, there there's some there's some fine people watching to be done yeah, on those evenings. Yeah. A Q. Any closing thoughts that already hit you already? Um. Nah, I ain't got nothing, bro. I think we. Uh, I think I got. Uh, what I wanted to say in terms of the Detroit businesses, yeah, okay. and the same here. Get, I, get them good flowers. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go uh, check out one of my favorite Detroit local Detroit businesses tomorrow. Get me some nice uh, clothing. Oh yeah, yeah. I think uh, tomorrow I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit up Miss Peaches. I want to say candles. She's not candles. Candles are, are us. She's candles are us. Peaches. That's another one. Miss Peaches. I'm gonna have her bless me up some candles. Um, I love Miss Peaches. Life is pretty good. I don't know. I'm a, I might have some candles made for people. I did that in the past. That's a good ass gift. Love Miss Peaches. Man. You get you, you bring somebody like a random candle with like some crosses that's been prayed on and some juju putting inside of it. You get and that good smell. That good oils she be putting in there. The essential oils. You should. Do you have? You got to record it. You got to record Miss Peaches time. doing it too. And then you get it to somebody, and that's a that's a good ass random gift. She hits you with the knife work mm-hmm. on the top of the. <laughs> she put ah. that star in there, boy. Boy. Um, yeah, so I, I think that's us for, with this business topic for the day. We're definitely going to um, revisit it. This is one that I think will be a reoccurring topic for us just because it's a lot to speak on. There's a lot of people who are even more knowledgeable than myself and Akil, even Dave per, per se. And um, we'd love to bring this, uh, bring more people up here to just to have more dialogue around this. 
Um, we normally would close out with Asa doing um, some type of astrology, astrology, but he did it already. Shit, um, he did it earlier in the show. I, I I know I was here for that shit. <laughs> so I guess uh, you got anybody you want to appreciate real quick on this last episode before we dip out for the day? Myself. Yeah, shit. Love yourself. That was from an old Dirty Bastard song. Oh, uh, okay. I wanna uh show love to uh um myself. Yeah. Big baby Jesus, I can't wait. Yeah, I can't wait. I know the song. I know the song. All right. In the Wu Tang Clan, Clan, Clan. Dave, you're going to see Wu Tang at uh Quick Tots. Public Enemy playing a Bernie Sanders fundraiser. Did you hear about this? Yeah, I actually saw it just before. Uh shit. I have no thoughts on politics, man. Politics is a game I don't play. You're a Jehovah Witness then. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> but politics is a dirty game, man. Yeah, I, don't, true. I don't play I don't play either side. Republican, independent, Democrat. I think you all of them it, dudes I, is in the same room. I don't think that's real. Pow. I don't think it's real. I think that is uh I think I can't tell much difference between when a Democrat president is in office and a Republican president is I'm in office. I'm not saying that that's not true. Well, though. So this is what uh, some big bro L said recently. He was like, you know, shit. At least a motherfucker has some dignity. You know what I mean? Has some self respect. But I can't, I can't tell. I can't tell what the changes are in society for the most part, though. But then there are things that happen that are shrouded. Like, and I get killed for this. And I don't care. Obama did a lot of fucked up things during his term that were like shrouded. Like it wasn't, oh, it, it wasn't shrouded. That it guy's that guy's tall and handsome, and he smiles. He killed. Uh, he, he killed more individuals with drone strikes than any other president. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like he definitely had his dirt. I think the difference. But that is, dirt don't. That dirt ain't on him though. It's it's on him if you research it. The difference is I'm current. What did what you just say? If you research it, I Trump cur- Trump drips the dirt because he because he drips because he rolls in and then he gets in front of the cameras. But the fact that he does it in front of cameras or behind scenes don't make a difference. It's still it don't it nefarious don't. activities so, going on. The perception versus reality. So and and I think because I've had this conversation with people like love love them like them or indifferent whatever Obama at least had the air of being presidential. There you go. Yeah, Donald Trump is a yokel, and and he and the, yeah, and then you got to look at the when he carries himself like that, it empowers it. Other a people to carry themselves yeah. like yeah. that. It ain't, yeah. it's, but it's expanding by the data. Mm-hmm. You know, like. Yeah. It's being seen as more. It's, it's becoming more accepted by the day. That is very true. So that that's why, like, true. I don't. I'm not like. I'm not all for. It. I remember when Obama went from taking. I remember when. I remember when he was running for president. At one point, he was like, "Yo, I'm not taking private donations. Boom, I'm taking private donations and money from banks." I knew that he needed the money to compete, but I also knew his agenda had to switch over in order to to take that money, mm-hmm. right? So I'm never gonna be like, "Ah, oh, man, that dude's great." He did. We were respected. Leave this country one day. And go to another country and see how they feel about you. And then you will kind of get, like, on a global perspective that the shit is bigger than this. When Luna is 18 and she wants to travel abroad and she can't go nowhere because we've, we've lambasted ourselves throughout this goddamn country, this world, then you understand the pack of of not or the effects. I don't think it's that big of a thing. Oh, I brother. Like, I, I don't. I, I remember when I was in I have, I have a I have a little sister. Hey, booze. I'm speaking for this, first. Hold up. This conversation has been, uh, this episode has been the booze episode. Shut up. I have a little <laughs> sister who, I have a little sister who travels. It sucks. I have a little sister who travels extensively, like has been to every damn continent. You could na- name a place she's been there. Name a place she's been there. 
And all her stories in terms of her going abroad and coming back and dealing with people. Yeah, she has stories where, like, there's, like, hostility, X, Y, Z. But it's welcoming. Like, oh, Americans, like, we're, we're going to treat you different. We're going to treat you better than That's because they think normal she got bread. That's, but that's still the experience she has. But they think we're stupid, though. They, they think we're stupid as time goes on with the longest in the office. But guess what, bro? Statistics show Americans are pretty damn stupid. We're like very low in terms of education when mm-hmm. it comes to other countries. We're like very low when it comes to oh. forward thinking. Remember we talked about earlier though about perception? That wasn't always the perception though, man. That no, the was, perception was elitist. Elitist, but then also like this was like the land of honey, milk and honey and all that other bullshit. That you can come and have the opportunity to be more. It wasn't like now was, now Americans was, are more intelligent than us. It was more like... I could go over there and do that shit too. I'm not. I can't, and Americans are I, getting fucking milk delivered to their front door. I can't. That shit's say, easy. I can't say. I can't speak on that accurately and factually from my perspective. You know, like I can just say what in a few years that I've been traveling abroad that I've seen a difference in how like one year when I went, you know what I mean, to out of the country versus, versus <laughs> people asking questions about how why, Trump, you right? know what I mean. So like, why are you American still? Yeah. yeah, and uh, Dude, I literally bought the shirt that says "I'm sorry for our president" in like 18 languages. Yeah. Th- thank you. Yep, I, yep. I, I, I did. Like I, I was like, yeah, thanks, uh, Facebook. Need, Bye. I go. need that shirt. And, and yeah, back <laughs> to your question about like public enemy with fucking Bernie, I fucks with it heavy because the Democrats are already fucking themselves over by trying to divide each, by trying to shoot each other mm-hmm. down. You know what I mean? He's gonna need some black support. You know what I mean? And like, I think he's already gonna have it. I think that he's uh, he, he's looking like the nod right now, the nominee. And I think that it's a great thing for Chuck D, a little bit older hip-hop era man, to th- come behind Bernie because I feel like he's going to speak to a group of he's people. He's got the respect. He's got that respect mm-hmm. of that 40 and up crowd. You know what I mean? And I think that, like, Bernie's going to need it, man, because Trump is going to come at him with, with, you know, lock, stock, and barrel, so, so to speak. And um, I don't want 40 more years of him because I don't know where it's going to lead. You know what I right. mean? Oh, yeah. I'm not worried about Bernie's policies. I'm not worried about any of that stuff. What worries me is his age and that he just had a heart attack. Yeah. And and then that you want to talk about things getting swept under the rug and perception. Yeah. yeah. But if Elizabeth Warren was like to run with him, shit, I would rock with that. You know what I mean? Huh? That would be... I can take Elizabeth Warren becoming president because uh, Bernie croaked on a job. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> Damn. Oh, <laughs> uh, shit. We all know, like, this the this like when when he runs against Trump... It will not be a secret. It will be on every piece oh, yeah. of it. You know what I mean? Oh, so, yeah. You know, like, so, like, let's go ahead and pull him out. Let's go ahead and start, you know, Aaron Bernie out now. So he he's prepared for it, so to speak. <coughs> let's just hope the Democrats don't do more damage um, prior to him, uh, you know, getting into that space where he's officially running against Trump. Because the last damn thing I'll be interested in seeing is what this fool can accomplish with four more years on this belt. Because right now, he's looking powerful as fuck. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's looking like the fucking man. He's looking like the bully in high school mm-hmm. <laughs> who got away with, like, murder. And, like, everybody knows it. And now he's walking around the halls, you know, bullying teachers and yep. shit. You Wearing know, the so. coat of the kid he murdered. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Timmy is not in the locker. Get the fuck away from me. All right, guys. Uh, any appreciation skill? You want to just get out of here? I already appreciate it myself. Oh, oh, did you? Myself. Okay. Excellent appreciation. I love myself, too. So we're going to end it on that note. Love yourself. Bong, bong. Bong, bong. And uh, we'll catch you later on the next episode of The High Vibe, guys. Peace. Peace. Woo.